1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. The New Living Translation. The scripture says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you this beautiful morning for your love, for your blessings, because they renew every day. Lord, today we make our hearts receptive to your word. We ask you, Lord, Father, that as we read the scripture and as we listen to your word, Father God, that we can be quickened by your Holy Spirit. Minister to us, Father God. We rebuke any negative spirit of the devil. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters, today I'd like to speak to you on the topic, Thanksgiving every day. The scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, that we should be thankful in all circumstances. The scripture does not say to be thankful when you have money in the bank account. The scripture does not say be thankful when you feel great. The scripture definitely doesn't say be thankful when you feel joy, when you are happy. The scripture simply says that we should be thankful in all circumstances. That means that we Christians need to learn to be thankful every day. Need to learn to be thankful in the trials. We need to learn to be thankful when we have and when we don't have. Brothers and sisters, this commandment is for us who live and belong to Christ Jesus. So church, this message is for you. Do not make an excuse that it is not for me. Perhaps People out in the world have an excuse not to be thankful every day, but we as Christians should not have an excuse not to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says to be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. Why should you and I be thankful? Because it is God's will. If you are a believing Christian, if you belong to Christ Jesus, it is God's will that you be thankful. It is God's will that Christians learn to be thankful every single day, brothers and sisters of the year. It says it plainly. It says, For you who belong in Christ Jesus. How many of us here belong to Christ Jesus? And if we don't, if anybody here don't belong to Christ Jesus, today is a day. And when you give your life to Jesus, you will learn to be thankful in all circumstances. You see, a lot of people ask, how do Christians live a joyful life? How do they learn to be happy despite the circumstances of their life? Well... Because it is God's will. According to the scripture in 1 Thessalonians, it is God's will that we are thankful. Praise the Lord. So see, there is power in gratitude. To be thankful means to have gratitude in our hearts. To be thankful also means to appreciate things. To appreciate even the smallest things in lives. So the word thankful... You can relate with gratitude, with being grateful. The word thankful also means to appreciate or to value. 
I want to show my wife that I am thankful for what she does for me, showing her that I value her. I will not be thankful to somebody if I don't value them. You cannot value something you are not thankful for. You cannot value your family, your wife, your children, if you are not thankful for them. Many people today do not value their children. Therefore, they are not thankful for them. Therefore, they are not happy because happiness comes from gratitude. Can you say amen? The understanding of the world, the understanding of people that don't have Jesus in their hearts. In other words, to put it simple, non-Christian people. In the world, their understanding of gratitude, their understanding of being thankful is to be thankful for all the good things. But us Christians... Our perspective of being thankful, our perspective of value, our perspective of gratitude is to be thankful, like the scripture says, in all circumstances. Praise the Lord. We are thankful in all circumstances. We are thankful for the good. We are thankful for the bad. We are thankful in the light and we are thankful even in the midst of darkness. And we value things even in the midst of darkness. Therefore, a Christian has joy in his and her heart. Because we learn to be grateful in all circumstances. Can you say amen this morning? The scripture teaches us this very important value. In other words, today I want you to put this phrase in your mind. There is power in gratitude. Therefore, we should... Celebrate Thanksgiving every day of the year. And we should always remember that. You want to be joyful all year long? Be grateful. You want to be happy all year long? Be grateful. Value the smallest things. Value your children. Value your wife. Value your husband. Brothers and sisters, we are put in a position in this world whether we are going to be grateful or we are going to despise. We are going to be in a position where we're going to choose either to value or to despise life. Can you say amen? Brothers and sisters, many times we are not able to value all things around us. Sometimes we stop appreciating them. We don't see all the good things that are near us. We never learn to appreciate those good things. Have, have we appreciated the good things that we have near us? Our children, our wives. If you don't have kids, if you don't have a wife, you're not married. But do you appreciate your family, your friends, the people who surround you? Do you appreciate what you have? You see, many times we are not able to value the smallest things. It seems... I believe it's fair to say that we all have something in common. We don't appreciate the good things around us. I'm guilty of it sometimes, and I catch myself, and I have to remind myself every day, I need to appreciate this because this is the blessing of today. The scripture says that God's mercies, that God's blessings renew on a daily basis. Therefore, we should be thankful every day. The psalmist said that I will enter 
through the gates with a heart of thanksgiving. Therefore, we should start our day off with thanksgiving. Just being grateful, despise, despising the negative. If you're going to despise something, you're going to despise the negative that comes to your mind. This is part of learning to control in our thoughts, to fixing our thoughts in Jesus. When you fix your thoughts in Jesus, you will be a grateful person. But we are humans, and this is what we all have in common. Sometimes we don't value the things around us. It seems like we do the opposite. Has it ever happened to you that sometimes instead of appreciating those good things, we are bothered by them? It has happened to me. How many of us have been bothered by, I don't know, a nephew, your own kids perhaps? Yeah. Sometimes we're bothered by our spouse. We are irritated. We love them, but then there's times where we are irritated by them. Kids bother us. Wives, husbands. And, and we're all guilty of this. We all, in one point of our lives, throughout the day or throughout the week or the month, we are bothered by the things that we are supposed to be appreciating. You see, sometimes we are bothered by these things. And not only bothered, sometimes we are even outraged. We get irritated because the circumstances that we are living in the moment make us angry. And if you remember a few weeks back, we spoke about anger on how the scripture says that we should control anger because anger gives a foothold to the devil. How will you combat anger when you are being angry? You are going to have to see the good things in a bad situation. Try to appreciate your wife when she made you mad. Try to appreciate her. Try to replace the anger with appreciation. Can you say amen? So brothers and sisters, because of the circumstances we live, see, because life is not perfect, we tend to disparage, to despise the things that we are supposed to be valuing. It's sad when we don't see all the good things that are near us. If I am not appreciating the things around me, what do I have to do to enjoy them? Perhaps you're asking yourself today, okay, I want to make sure I enjoy the good things. What can I do to enjoy them? What can I do to see them? Well, right now we're talking about wives, nephews, family, kids, because usually it does happen. Though we love each other, we love our family, sometimes we get irritated by them. But we should not allow irritation, anger, take away our joy. A very basic principle, we've been talking about it, is gratitude. This is what we need to combat. This is what we need to combat our emotions, to combat anger, and to combat sadness, to combat depression, to combat hate. What we need is gratitude. What we need is to learn to be thankful every day of the year. This is a very basic principle. We are grateful. We can see what we didn't see before. 
Brothers and sisters, there is power in gratitude. You want to be able to see the blessings that God has for you? Be grateful for what you have. Brothers and sisters, when we acknowledge and when we are grateful for the things we have, we realize the blessings around us. When you realize the blessings around you, you begin to enjoy them. When you realize that having a wife, having kids is a blessing, you begin to enjoy them. When you put value on things, you begin to enjoy them. Perhaps it's time that many people today put value on their kids, put value on their spouse. You want to enjoy your marriage more? Value your spouse. You want to enjoy your family more and be happy? Value them. Love them. You see, I remember I saw a post. It was a, one of those funny memes that people put online, and you've probably seen this. Uh, it was a post about a, a parent that posted his child's art on the wall with bright green marker on top of latex interior paint. And the post said this, I'm just paraphrasing, it's not exactly what it said, but I remember it said something like this. The good thing about having a husband with a sense of humor is that he values and makes the best of our child's writings on the wall. And then you see a picture of the drawing the child made on the wall by itself, and then you see another picture where the dad went he put a frame around it and put a label to make it look like a legitimate piece of art in some museum. <laughs> uh, it, and, and I thought they are enjoying and valuing the moment because a child is not going to do that all his life. But brothers and sisters, when we realize the blessings around us, we begin to enjoy them. Husbands, you need to begin valuing the things that you can enjoy legally, righteously, your family, your wife. What we need in our lives so that we can enjoy is gratitude, brothers and sisters. Can you say amen? But what do we need to enjoy many of these things around us? Well, we, we've already talked, we're talking about gratitude. We're talking about realizing the blessings around us. In other words, there's that famous saying, count your blessings so that you can enjoy them. Praise the Lord. So what do we need to do to enjoy many of these other things around us? We need to learn to give thanks for what we have. I remember a few years back, I saw one of those social media video clips. It was about Christmas time. And I think it's, I don't remember the name of the video or the family, but it was just a random video that somebody posted. A dad recorded himself waking up early in the morning on Christmas day. Instead of the children waking up, it's, it's usually the children that wake up and they go to the parents' bedrooms and then they run to the Christmas tree to open presents. But in this case, the dad woke up before anybody else and he was the one who was excited. 
And he went and he woke up his kids. Wake up, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. And you see in the video of him running around like a little boy around the house, waking up everybody, waking up his children, waking up his wife. Come on, come on, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. Come with me, come with me, he says. Running around the house. Uh, the kids, the mom, the family is following him around the house. What's going on? There must be some good present. There must be a big present outside for dad to be this excited. So they're following him around the house as he's yelling, It's Christmas! It's Christmas! And to the, to the surprise of the video, the dad takes them to the kitchen. And when he takes them to the kitchen, in the video you notice that there is a ribbon on the kitchen sink. And there is a ribbon on the kitchen fridge. And what he does helps, it's supposed to help people think about these things. Um, we need to value the smallest things that we don't pay attention to every day. And he opened the water faucet and he let the water running. And then he told his family, we have water. Yay. Family confused, just looking at him weird. And then he goes to the fridge and he opens the fridge. It wasn't a new fridge. There was a ribbon on it. And he opens it and then he tells his family, we have food. Yes, Merry Christmas. He later takes them to the furnace, to the furnace uh, thermostat. There's a ribbon on it. He puts the heat up and he says, we got heat. Yay, Merry Christmas. He goes to one of his outlets, switch, and he turns on and off the light, and he says, we have light, yeah. Anyway, you get the idea of this video, and uh, I don't remember exactly what else happened in the video, but I am sure that the intent of this video, what the dad was trying to teach his children is to be grateful that they have water, that they have uh, 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 working energy grid, that they have food on the fridge. And, and you know, and, and it is the most important thing, sometimes Christmas, we have made it very commercialized. We have commercialized Christmas. A lot of kids literally think that they have to receive something in Christmas. What if in Christmas, instead of giving a present, instead of giving a present to somebody, remind them of the things they can be thankful for? This is why Thanksgiving should be celebrated every day, at least for us Christians. Remember, the Bible says, be thankful in all circumstances. You see, and even if there wasn't water in the water faucet, even if there wasn't light, even if uh, there wasn't food in that fridge, you can be thankful for more stuff. You can be thankful simply for being alive. You can be thankful simply for being able to breathe. You may not have a car, but you can be thankful because you have a bike. You may not have a bike, but you can still be thankful because you can walk. You may not be able to walk, perhaps, but you can still be thankful that you are alive and breathing. Can you say amen? You see, for us Christians, there is always a reason to be thankful, no matter how bad the situation is. So what we need to do to enjoy the things around us is to learn to give thanks for what we have. You may not have a Tesla, but you need to be thankful for your Honda Civic. You may not have a Honda Civic, perhaps you could say, but you have to be thankful for that old 
Volkswagen. Brothers and sisters, to be grateful is not an option. I want you to remember this in this sermon. To be thankful is not an option. It's not like you choose to be thankful. It's not an option. It is a principle. You have to make it part of your life. You have to make it like a rule of your life. Kind of like how brushing your teeth is not an, op an option. You have to make it a rule so that you can take care of your teeth. If you don't take care of your teeth, when you, when you get older, you're going to pay the consequences. Same thing with gratitude. Brothers and sisters, gratitude is not an option. It's not like you're going to wake up one day, I'm going to decide to be thankful today. No, you have to make sure you make it your rule of law for your life. The scripture says, for those who live in Christ Jesus or church, this is a message for you. We got to understand that to be grateful is a principle given by God. It's a mandate, per se. Yes, it's a commandment by God. We read earlier in the book of Thessalonians that it is the will of God that you and I are grateful. If you are not grateful, you are not a real Christian. A real Christian has a capacity to be grateful in all circumstances. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. The scripture says in Thessalonians 5.8 that we need to be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God's will is that we all have the power of gratitude. Remember I said It has to be like a superpower. It's like a superpower that we should have. The ability to be grateful in all circumstances. Because there is power in gratitude. When you learn to have gratitude in all circumstances, you will be happy in all circumstances. You will be able to withstand any circumstance that comes to your life because you are grateful. Because you have learned to have the joy of the Lord. Because the closer you are to God, the smaller your problems. The closer you are to God, the stronger you are against anything, against the burdens of life. Perhaps you are lacking something, but you are thankful for what you have. Brothers and sisters, the power to say thank you for what I do have gives you joy. Let us always remember this. Joy comes from being grateful. Remember I said earlier, in the world, the perspective is you are grateful after you receive all the good stuff. You are thankful only when everything is all right. But within the church, for us who live in Christ Jesus, we are thankful all the time. Joy comes from gratitude. Brothers and sisters, go with me to a scripture in the book of Luke, chapter 17. We're going to read from verse 15 through 17. And, and I am going to read this scripture because one important thing is, is I'm talking about gratitude. We're talking about being thankful every day, celebrating Thanksgiving every day. But for us Christians celebrating Thanksgiving, it all narrows down to being thankful to God. Because in reality, when we say that we are thankful, in reality, we are saying that we thank God 
for one more day. When, when we Christians celebrate Thanksgiving, we say we thank God. We are grateful to God for life, for everything. In this scripture, in the book of Luke, there is a story of 10 men that were healed instantly by Jesus. But then in Luke chapter 17, verse 15, it says, But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. I want to point out two things. So Jesus had healed ten men, and only one of them came back. You see, when they were on their way back home, they were realizing they were healed. But only one of them came back to Jesus. And what did he do? The scripture says he was shouting as he was approaching Jesus. Praise God. He was shouting the words. Praise God. So that tells me that praising God is a form of gratitude, of saying thank you. When you praise God, brothers and sisters, you are showing God your gratitude. He shouted, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. The fact that he was a Samaritan is the other thing I want to point out. You see, back then, just like today, there was always a... Division between races, between peoples, and in this scenario, there was always some tensions between the Samaritans and the Jewish people, the Israelites. Uh, and Jesus is a Jew, and here you have a Samaritan learning to thank God. You've also heard about the, the, uh, the parable or the story of of the, the Good Samaritan, the one that helped the man out in the road. You see, being thankful has no color, has no race. Being thankful, you see, people today and, and people who don't have Jesus in their hearts only want to be thankful to a certain group or to a certain person because of his or her race. No, we should be thankful to anybody that blesses us or gives us something. You know, in today's society, you know, they want to teach, be grateful only to him or her because of their color of their skin. You should not be thankful to them because they are evil. Brothers and sisters, this man was a Samaritan. I wonder if the others were also Samaritan, or I wonder if there were Jews. But the fact is, brothers and sisters, that we need to learn to be grateful. This man... Out of 10 men that Jesus healed, only one came back. So today I want you to think of this. Are you going to be like the Samaritan? Are you going to come back every day to Jesus and say, Thank you, Lord, for one more day? Or are you going to be like the other nine that never came back? Yes, they received their blessing. Yes, they were healed, but they didn't say thank you. They didn't come back. If you read further in the scripture, Jesus tells this man, out of 10 men that I healed, only you came back. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, God, 
God heals people. He continues to heal people. And are people saying thank you? Are people living in a, in a spirit of thanksgiving to God every day? Hmm? You, Christmas is coming up and we celebrate Christmas every day because Jesus is born every day. He continues to be born in people's heart, hearts every day of the year. We celebrate Christmas every year because we celebrate Jesus every, every year. And not only every year, but every day of the year. So we need to be thankful. I bet this Samaritan that came back and said thank you to Jesus, I bet he enjoyed his life much more than the other nine, just for the fact that he was thankful. Because remember, you want to enjoy life? Be thankful. Yes. You want to enjoy your new car? Be thankful. You want to enjoy your new used car? Be thankful. You want to enjoy your bike? Be thankful. Brothers and sisters, the more gratitude there is in man's heart, the more joy men will experience. The more gratitude there is in families, in husbands and wives, moms, dads, children, the more they will enjoy life. Can you say amen? You will enjoy life much more. You will enjoy the things that you have much more when you are grateful. I want you to remember this. Gratitude brings peace in trials. That's another thing. When we learn to be grateful, when we have a spirit of thanksgiving, we will experience peace in the midst of trial. In the midst of darkness, in the midst of difficulty. But if we complained all the time, if we are ungrateful otherwise, we're going to attract bitterness in our lives in trials. We are going to attract bitterness in the hard times when we are ungrateful. See, people who are ungrateful constantly complain. And because they constantly complain, they don't enjoy anything. I'm going to say that one more time. People who complain constantly, they are not happy. People who complain constantly, brothers and sisters, they only bring bitterness into their lives. Brothers, to be ungrateful is to despise. Remember, we talk about disparagement. To be ungrateful means to despise. So if you're an ungrateful person, you are going to despise many things. You are going to be an unhappy person. You are going to despise life, to put it in that simple way. Ungrateful people will despise their own life and others' lives. Disparagement causes us to stop appreciating life. Yes, disparagement, un ungratefulness causes us to stop enjoying life. Bitterness, this is why God says in his word, do not give foothold to the devil through anger. Take the antidote for anger and just be grateful. Whenever you find yourself in a circumstance that you're just getting very angry, stay calm, pray to God, and be grateful for the good things that are near. 
And I assure you that whatever is bothering you will go away. For as, for, for as, as mad as you are, or as angry as you are, if you pray to God in that moment, and you ask Him, Lord, help me. Lord, thank you, because only in you I have joy and peace. I assure you that instantly you're going to experience peace. But when you dwell in anger, the scripture says that anger is a foothold to the devil. When you give place to anger and you just let anger rage more and more and more inside of you, it causes you to sin. This is why it's important that we Christians are grateful in every circumstances. Praise the Lord. So disparagement of good causes the appreciation of evil. Because this is the dangers of deviating from gratitude. We become ungrateful people. Therefore, we disparage things. And when we disparage things, we disparage the good things. When you are ungrateful, you're going to despise and disparage the good things in your life, your family, and you're going to begin appreciating evil. Brothers and sisters, one example is Adam and Eve. You remember Adam and Eve, right? In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were not grateful. Oh, no, they weren't. They failed. You see, Adam and Eve, with all the axes they had in that great Garden of Eden, you see, they had access to all the garden, to all that paradise. But just to put it short, Adam and Eve disparaged the whole Garden of Eden because they put more value into that one tree that God had commanded not to eat of. You see, Adam and Eve disparaged good for evil. They disparaged the whole Garden of Eden for that one tree because they were deceived. Yes, sometimes the devil is going to deceive you as well so that you can disparage God's blessings. Don't let that happen to you. You see, every day of our lives is like, uh, it's, it's like a, another scene of, of Eve at the garden with a serpent. Every day you go out, it's, it's, you're going to go out and, and, and sure in your thoughts, there is going to be Satan trying to deceive you so that you can disparage the blessings of God and find value on the evil. So this is what happened with Adam and Eve, and we know the story. But let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6. Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6, the scripture says, The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful. And its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. You see, what happens is that when we disparage God's blessings, we appreciate evil. And when we appreciate evil, we bring that evil to our family. And unknowingly, our family are part of that evil, not because they wanted to, but because we brought it home. This is why we have to stay connected in the spirit with God. Because we can let go of the blessings of God in exchange for something that looks so good and tastes so good, but takes us away from God. 
Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful what we don't appreciate. We got to be careful what we disparage. What are you disparaging? We got to be careful with what you do not appreciate. We got to be careful with what you despise. Another example is the story of Jacob and Esau. You remember them, right? We find their story in Genesis chapter 25, verse 27 through 34. The scripture says, As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman. But Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game. And Esau brought home the... Uh, I'm sorry, Esau, Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game. Esau brought home, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Verse 29. So this, right here is talking about the parents, okay? So basically the father loved Esau more and the mother Rebekah loved Jacob more. Okay, verse 29. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. Verse 31. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as of the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me right now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stool. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Brothers and sisters, we see here how Esau disparaged. He disparaged his birthright. He disparaged being the firstborn. And we see it right there on verse 32 where he says, Look, what good is my birthright right now? In verse 32 he said, You see, he was hungry. All he wanted at the moment was that red stew. And he was willing to give up his birthright for that one stool. Brothers and sisters, sometimes as Christians, we do the same thing. Sometimes we disparage our birthright just for a moment of pleasure, just for a moment of, of love, perhaps. Brothers and sisters, the scripture teaches us that we need to learn to be thankful in all circumstances. You see, Jacob had an evil plot to steal the birthright from his brother. In other words, to deceive him. And in the same way, many people, or in many cases, the devil, is going to try to deceive you into giving up your birthright as a son and daughter of God. The devil doesn't rest. The devil is always out in the world looking who he may devour. Looking who he may deceive into selling him. Or you know what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters. Don't sell your birthright. You are a son of the Most High God. 
So brothers and sisters, we learn how Esau disparaged his birthright for that stew. He wasn't thankful for it. And a lot of Christians today are not thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in the cross. A lot of Christians today are not thankful just for another day. A lot of Christians today are not thankful for the forgiveness of their sins. And when you are not thankful, you will begin to value more the evil things and you will fall into sin. This is the main reason, brothers and sisters, why we should learn to be thankful in all circumstances. May the Lord help us throughout the year and these dark times that we are living today. May the Lord help us and give us strength so that we can be thankful in darkness. Brothers and sisters, my encouragement to you, for you today is do not let the bad circumstances of your life stop being thankful to God.